I uh, they're announcing that. what's happening here, but we can't hear it. So we got to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I'm trying to read the lips. Because Joel Embiid could get thrown out of this game. That That is what got uh, Draymond Green th suspended and thrown out years ago against the Cavs. Yeah, so Nick Claxton tried to step over um, Joel Embiid. He wasn't having it. Flagrant okay. one. Okay. Flagrant one, not so ejected. I had, three, I had three sports books, including the king of sports books, BetMGM, all open waiting for that line to come back just in case. And Bede got tossed. I was going to play the Nets live on the money line. But everybody, like cowards, took uh, took it off the board. And uh, probably for the best because now he's not kicked out. Just a flagrant one. And he's not going to get suspended for a game because it's only a flagrant one. Right. So I was wondering. That kind of changes everything. We thought it would be different, and then there you go. So And James Harden is shooting free throws. <laughs> and he's missing free throws. You know Adam Silver's on the phone, and he's just like, Shh. all right, here's the deal. Talking to Rose, like, hey guys, look, I, I know, I know, I see it. No, no, you, you cannot throw him out. I know, we all saw it. Flagrant one. Yeah. Keep him in the game, and let's just leave it at that, okay? We need, we need our star. We have enough stars. No, we have enough stars. I know it's the rule. No, guys, guys, do not throw him out of the game. That's the like that. We've had enough stars that are out injured in this. Yeah. Draymond's getting suspended for a game, which could certainly change the whole trajectory of that series. Oh yeah, you got it. You look. I see. This is the, Shock yeah. Vaughn, the head coach of the Nets. Is he's trying to figure out why he wasn't thrown out right now? To be Which I kind of am too, a little bit. Uh, he stepped over him though. You can't. That's the ultimate form of disrespect. Yeah, but hoops. once you start swinging up at the uh, the no no area, that's it. I think you just give them both a flagrant one. You say, hey, you cut the crap. Now we're watching you two this series. That's the way that it used to be back in the day. Is like guys would go at it. It'd be like Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman. Or Bill Lambeer and everybody, you know, and you'd get like a shot to the face, and they tried to warn them. They'd say, "Okay, you two, knock it off," but then it would never get knocked off. And that's what I want. Like I want guys fighting. We need rivalries. Yeah, that's what you I can't want. have fights anymore, man. You already had guys going in the stands. None of that works in the NBA anymore. They're so sensitive well, to that. <laughs> everybody's just so sensitive. To well, everything. this is true. It's a sensitive world we live in. It's a four and a half point spread again. As Brooklyn's about to be up here, nine to four, they're gonna win this game. That right there proves to me that I mean, they. They're not scared, man. They're not backing down. I look. I, I said this would be a five-game series, and this it's either this game or the next game. And right now, the Nets. I mean, there's Claxton just stole the ball from Embiid and dunked it. So, like, yeah, the Nets now are pumped. Yep. When you have these moments, and we saw this with Draymond Green, right? When he's hyping up the crowd and the whole thing stomping on Demontis Sabonis, those are pivotal moments in games, yeah. and teams go one way or the other, right? You either pump up your team or the other team that you just did whatever it was to, kicking a guy in the uh, the pelotas or stomping on a guy's chest. That team that then was the victim in the situation could get hyped up. And right now we're kind of seeing that from the Nets a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like the Nets now. Well, it just went from four and a half to three and a half, now back to four and a half. So this is moving all over the Bouncing place. Bouncing around. As, as we get some scoring here, the total's still sitting there at 213 and a half. Brooklyn on the money line, plus 145. I, do, I just think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. This Brooklyn team, I mean, I did bet them game one and two, so I didn't want to do it again here. Oh, Tyrese Maxey. This should have been the spot. It's 11 9 now. Tyrese Maxey just hit a pull up and, three. And see, this is the thing, though. Like, Brooklyn, it's been the same game, game one and game two, where Brooklyn, they're not playing bad, man. They've actually played a really good series here. It's just Philadelphia in the fourth quarter of these games has ran away because they're too talented. They have too many guys. Whereas with Brooklyn, they're not really there yet, and they're young as hell. So at four and a half, I like it, but we'll see what happens here. I, yeah, I mean, we were looking at this, and right, this was this this was this was third on my depth chart to be a sweep with a two nothing series because I think the Nets could steal one again either tonight or you know game four. But you know, if you look at all these one one series right now, yeah, you got a tie at that point. Now you've got a split. Somebody's now stolen home court advantage. 
Like, which one do you look at and say, oh, I'm the mo I like the higher seed? Like, those are the harder ones to read, if that makes yeah. sense right now, right? Because it's, it's harder for the Clippers. It's 1-1 one, one Clippers Suns. But now the Clippers don't have Kawhi in this. Is Kawhi going to miss another game? Like, it, that's a hard-to-read series all of a sudden at this point because of that. The hardest-to-read series for me is still Knicks-Cavs because I feel like everybody expects oh, the Cavs. My Knicks got roasted. Because game in the regular, two was so bad, man. I know. And in the regular season, they were the best defensive uh. team, the Cavs, and they have the best player in the series, Donovan Mitchell. But New York has the real coaching advantage in that mm. series. I mean, game two, you couldn't really tell, but Tibbs is the better coach, even though he does run his guys into the ground and play his guys down or up 20 in the final two minutes and try to off them. That's his uh, That's his Achilles heel, I guess. But that one I really still am not so short on. Uh, it seems like Cleveland's going to win, but I don't know, man. I, I liked the Knicks. Uh, that was my pick. And then Memphis, L.A., to be honest with you. I bet the Grizzlies. I bet the Grizzlies last night, but... Now LeBron's going to be pissed off because Dylan Brooks called him old. Uh, said, until you put 40, 40 on, on my me. head, so he like, I don't respect you. So now Bron's obviously going off for 50, <laughs> and now the Lakers are going to be pissed off. I actually really liked Memphis in that series. Now I'm a little worried because you don't poke the bear. Like, you don't poke Jordan. You don't poke LeBron. You don't poke Kukoc. You don't poke the This Grace. is my problem with the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. Dylan Brooks is embracing the villain so much yeah. that it's turned into WWE. Like, it's not even real anymore. He says stuff that's so over the top. Dylan Brooks has become the LeVar Ball or the Donald Trump of the NBA. Say whatever you can to get a rise out of people, to piss them off, to make yourself the villain, yeah. to make headlines. That's all he wants to be. He's a good player. He's a pretty good player. But he was not somebody that people talked about. Now, he's like the face of the Grizzlies, the face of that image that they've created. To go out there, like, we know what he's doing. He doesn't even really feel that way about LeBron. He's doing it because he wants to get attention and rile up the Lakers. And you know what? I hope LeBron does put a 50-piece on his head. I think there's times where you do do that because there's certain guys where, like, you could get in their head. You know what I mean? You could be like, he ain't going to. Like, you could be like, Trey Young ain't going to do anything. I'm going to yeah. lock his ass He'll up. shoot a lot, but he'll just miss everything. But with LeBron, <laughs> you know, possibly the greatest player of all time, I don't know. And the rest of the Lakers will even be like, hey, man, we got you. Like, yeah. let's 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 go embarrass him right now. Yeah. Let's get 40 on him. He's going to – LeBron yeah. is going to have 40. Yeah, I was out in Memphis today, actually, and uh, Gabe Kuhn, I go on his show every day or every Thursday, and that's, he's like, hey, do you, you know, what, what do you think about it? Because here, you know, some people get a kick out of it, but we know probably nationally everybody hates this guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think everybody kind of hates this guy. Yeah. But um, it is funny. I mean, I get a kick out of it. Here's, here's what I said. I like it because, like, back in the day, I like rivalries. I like guys with some bad blood once we get to the playoffs because I like knowing that guys still want to win chips, still mm -hmm. want to win championships, mm -hmm. and it's not just because everybody's making so much money now. Even guys like Timothy Mozgov are getting paid. So it's <laughs> Is like, he still, I don't think he's still in the league. No, okay. but he's still getting paid somewhere <laughs> Probably, because of LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, that's true. It, it's, it's like, you know, yeah, we want to win. Guys want to win, but if they don't, it doesn't really matter because endorsement money is so big now and everybody's getting paid. These contracts are so big. I like knowing that guys still do care. But also, like, at the end of the day, basketball and sports are still entertainment. So I'm entertained by Dylan Brooks calling LeBron old. And now I'll be watching that game, like, you know, with my eyes wide open to see if LeBron really does have 40 shut. on him. Eyes wide shut. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, Not the, a good movie at all. <laughs> the, the NBA needs rivalries, and you need them to exist. And they've missed them for a long time. Player mm -hmm. movement. Guys are going all over the place. There's no emotional connection to the team you're playing. They don't care. It's yeah. like, I just got here. Like, it, do, it just doesn't matter. We started to get a little bit of that with Warriors-Cavs. Like, to a point, they played in the finals four straight years. But last year felt like the first time we started to actually get rivalries built up again in the NBA. Yeah. Where it was, yeah, Warriors and Memphis. That was great. And then 
That I mean, I guess you would probably say Boston and Milwaukee. That was a good seven-game series. You could Boston and Miami, but it felt like Miami was kind of starting to tail off, and we've obviously seen that this year now with how old they've gotten. Boston and Milwaukee still exist. You do need those, and you guys staying with the same team and having meaningful games and meaningful series in the playoffs. It matters in the playoffs. We, we know that. The biggest dirty secret that the NBA had when David Stern was the commissioner, he would say, nobody watches our league until the playoffs. They knew that. Yeah. They knew that it mattered. Players feel that way. So that's why they're a midseason tournament and all this. But it makes the playoffs that much better. The problem is, is that if you want to be hated, like Dylan Brooks, you're, you're going to be hated. But it also then can backfire on that team. I'm just, I'm telling you, at some point, you're going to get these guys off their game because you're going to get in their head and they're going to melt down mentally. Yeah. And they're going to either get thrown out of a game because of a fight or hitting somebody or whatever. Like, it's going to eventually happen for this team. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. If Ja can't come back, like, I like the Grizzlies yeah. last night to win that game, but if Ja's not going to play or he's not even going to be 80% in this series, I don't think they're getting past L.A. So I do agree because now you just piss them off even more. I mean, LeBron was going to be extra motiv motivated in game three anyway coming off the loss, you know what I mean? But now I think he's just going to have a monster game. And I can't wait because I'm going to bet all of his props. But I guess that one and then the, uh, in, the, in the West, of course, and then the Knicks and Cleveland in the East are the only series where I'm still unsure. Because That's plus 135 to go seven games, by the way. I would bet both of those to go seven. Yeah. I would go Memphis, L.A. at plus 145, and I would go Knicks, Cavs. Even price now, plus 135. The Suns are going to get past the Clippers now. I mean, if Kawhi's not healthy and no Paul George, no doubt about that one. Milwaukee's going to roll Miami now. Miami might steal another game because of how good Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs, and now they go back to Miami, and we don't know what the hell the status of Giannis is. But I still think the Bucs are just way too talented. We saw that last night, man. Like, Drew Holiday, they didn't even need Brooke Giannis. Lopez, They could Chris sit Middleton. Giannis out the rest of the series. Just rest him. Yeah, you might as well just <laughs> wait probably, until the second round. They'll still hammer Miami. Yeah. Miami will take one Miami, maybe game three, maybe game four. Or they'll at least well, keep one close. You don't want too much time serious. off, right? You don't want to get rusty. You don't want to sweep and have, like, a week off between series. So, yeah, let's right. just we'll, we'll give you guys a game. We'll treat it as, like, a... You know, it's a preseason game for us. Yeah, especially if Giannis isn't going to play, because then what does it matter? I mean, he'll still be ready to go, and he'll be rested. Kind of like in the NBA Finals that year. Like, he missed those final two games in the Eastern Conference Finals against Atlanta. We didn't think there was any chance he was going to play in the Finals, and then there he was, game one against the Suns, and he was Finals MVP. Guy's crazy. I just, seeing Drew Holiday, too, get another opportunity, to just show everybody, like, we talked about that anonymous player poll. Yeah. Most underrated player, Drew Holiday. I, I mean, he's awesome. He, he's so good. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he was playing in a bigger market, if more people would recognize that. If he played for the Lakers. Probably. You know, or even, I was going to say Golden State, but, like, yeah. I mean, in, like, a bigger team like that, probably. Which, it's funny, because Milwaukee, I mean, they just won a championship right. a couple of years right. ago. And they have the best player on the planet. But, yeah, I mean, like, nobody ever really even talks about Giannis nationally. Right. I you mean, know, I mean you know, NBA you were, people. You cover the team in Milwaukee. Like, you know, it's 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 well, yeah. it deserves even more of a conversation. But I think they get forgotten because, well, the Bucks aren't, Considered like a traditional NBA power either. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, even the Glenn Robinson days. Like, okay, they made a conference final one year with Sam Cassell as their point guard. Nobody, I remember that. Nobody even remembers uh, Kareem played in Milwaukee. No, he, he a was champion. a Laker. He, Kareem was a Laker. Yeah. They asked for a trade, and nobody ever talks about that. Oh, all these guys asking for trades. Kareem did it too. So did Charles Barkley. Like, it's not a, it's not a new thing. We just have social media. And nobody has their blue check marks unless they pay for it anymore, and nothing makes sense. Exactly, Twitter sucks man. now, by the way. It's gotten so bad. I don't know who's who anymore. I don't even care. Can tw I wish Elon Musk would just take Twitter and put it on one of his rockets and shoot it to the moon. His rockets don't make it off the planet, but like if they were able to, yeah, everybody, that would be great. Everybody's gonna come around. I've been saying this. Twitter, I've been done with it for years. Oh, it's the worst. It is. And they're just, you know, they're just purging accounts, and there's other bots. Everywhere. It's all fake.